The sand is warm underneath my feet. The beach stretches out as far as the eye can see. Turquoise waves breaking on bare shores. This, this is serenity. As I walk down the beach, a herd of cows eye me as if to say, what are you doing here? I almost want to respond, and what are you doing here? Cows on the beach, ridiculous. The sound of waves juxtaposed with the mooing of cows in this idyllic setting is comical, but this isn't a funny story. I continue walking on the beach, seemingly forever, just to see what lies beyond the headland in the distance. The possibilities endless, the freedom unbounded. This is the Transkei in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. It's funny how the same place can house very different realities for different groups of people. Well, it would be funny, except this is not a funny story. For some, this beach is an adventurous holiday off the beaten track, you know, a retreat from the hustle and bustle of urban life. For others, however, it's a rural village with no electricity, little hope and precarious futures and for a third group, this is the place they return to after realizing that the bright lights of the city aren't necessarily as illuminating in reality. Make no mistake, these mutually exclusive realities are no coincidence of chance. In South Africa, it was made by design. episode of Hustling the African Dream, we're going to explore the urban-rural divide in South Africa. We're going to speak to some of the young people who know what it's like to feel stretched between more than one home and sometimes finding both of them lacking. You're listening to Hustling the African Dream and I'm your host, Sylvia A. So I think of opposites. I think of vast landscapes. I think of beautiful land. This is Zimi Disikeno. She is one of the MasterCard Foundation Scholars Program alumni involved in creating this podcast. Zimi is a South African-born hustler who for this episode went back to the province she was born in, the Eastern Cape, to speak with the young graduates who despite their education are struggling to find employment. And for Zimi, being in the Eastern Cape is special. I think of fresh air. I think of nature and being in touch with, like, being in touch with Mother Nature. I think of when I am at home and I know when I wake up in the morning and I don't put on my shoes deliberately because I want to feel the wet grass and I can see the, 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 the sky, like I can see the sky this is very different to Zimi's other home, Kailicha. I remember when I came back from the Eastern Cape, I went into my neighborhood in Kailicha. Kailicha is a massive township on the outskirts of Cape Town. The name is a Kosa word that means new home, and it's home to an estimated 2.4 million people. 
It is also the largest and fastest growing township in South Africa and is characterized as one of the most marginalized and poverty-stricken townships in the country. And I felt like I was going to have a panic attack because there were so many people in the streets. And I've just been in the Eastern Cape for the past three months and it's just, it's just fast and it's airy. And then I got to Kylie and it was packed and it was loud and it was hot. And I was like, oh my goodness. This experience of being stretched between the rural area and the city with its dense townships that Zimi is experiencing is something she shares with many, many others. And it's nothing new. Like I said in the beginning, this was by design. And it all goes back to apartheid, where, to put it simply, land designated for black people was underdeveloped and poor, while the white areas often were affluent and developed. As a result, most of the industry and productive work was concentrated in these urban areas, which were better resourced and had access to more infrastructure and services. Migrant labor was very important during the apartheid regime because there was a need for cheap labor to support the growing mining and industrial sectors. The South African government actively encouraged the migration of black workers from rural areas to urban centers where they would be employed in low-skilled, low-paying jobs in factories and mines. Left without many other options, young, able-bodied people were leaving their rural communities to work in urban areas, leaving rural areas undeveloped, lacking infrastructure and a functional workforce. This legacy lives on, and today, South Africa is the most urbanized country in Africa. People in rural areas have continued moving to urban areas in search of better opportunities and lives. An estimated 67% of the population lives in urban areas, and this is projected to increase to a staggering 80% by 2050. But what does this mean for rural areas such as the Eastern Cape? The lack of jobs for... There's a general lack of jobs because there's a lack of industry, a lack of infrastructure. So if you're not working at a shop, right... Um, you're working at a bank. If you're not working there, you're working at, as part of like the municipal office, or you're working as a nurse or as a teacher. And with graduates today, the qualifications that they have are more, much more diverse and spread out. So there's limited opportunity or limited, um, job opportunities for things or career routes that are more traditional. This has had an effect on many university graduates. If you see, you know, you don't have any much chances or opportunities there, I would suggest you leave to where there are opportunities. So I won't say this is there. You should, I, if you're born there, don't leave your place, man. You love your place. No, depends on what you're looking for. Is it there or not there? This is Asavelo Jack. He is from the Eastern Cape, but he no longer lives there. Like many others, He's ventured out of the province in search of greener pastures. He says that if there are no opportunities for employment in your surroundings, then you need to leave and find places that are more suited to your skill set. And if it's not there, then leave. So, for example, if my area, the main economical activity in my area is agriculture, for example, and I have done health re- re- 
related qualification and I want to remain there where there's no health um, jobs, for example, I don't find a reason for that person to remain there. And it's not only Asavelo who feels this way. Between 2002 and 2016, a million Eastern Cape inhabitants migrated to other provinces. Remember Kailicha, or New Home, in Kosa, the township in Cape Town where Zimi lives? Kailicha is where people like Asavelo go. According to the 2011 South African census, over 60% of Kailicha residents were born outside of the province of the Western Cape. And one of them is Zimi. She was born in the Eastern Cape, but her parents sent her and her siblings to Cape Town so that they could benefit from the opportunities available within the city. Immediately when we started school, my parents sent us to Cape Town, to the Western Cape, when we started schooling. So that was, yeah... They were like, you're not even going to um, go to school in the Eastern Cape. And it is understandable why parents such as Zimis would choose to be separated from their children when the majority of schools in the Eastern Cape don't meet the minimum standards set under the South African Schools Act. These schools are subject to underdevelopment, poor infrastructure and a lack of trained teachers. So Zimi and her siblings ended up in Kailicha living with their grandmother. And then after she died, there would be people who would, like relatives who would come to Cape Town. And um, my mother would be like, oh, there's a house in Kailicha, you can stay there. And that way she was trying to get us to have someone older to stay, to stay with us. But then as more people started to stay in the house, um, there was like, we weren't being treated well. After hearing about the ill treatment, Zimi's mother had to do something. But what could she do being so far away? She took a chance and we started staying on our own. The eldest um, at that time was 12 and I was 9 and my brother was 7. So we, we lived on our own for the majority of the time. My mother would come maybe for a month or two and go back to the Eastern Cape. Um, so yeah, for the majority of my time in Cape Town, I stayed with my older sister and my younger brother. This goes to show the extent to which ordinary people are willing to go to ensure a better future for themselves and their loved ones. Zimi's mom took a massive leap of faith in the hopes that migration to an urban city would open up opportunities for her children. Zimi is unsure if she would have been in the same position that she is in now and whether she would have been better or worse off. But there's a side of me that feels like maybe I wouldn't have, because of the, of the schools, the conditions of the schools and the quality of teaching, maybe I wouldn't even have gotten past high school. So even though I, I think I would have been in a different position, I'm not sure whether I would have been in a better position or in a worse, like a, a far worse position. I don't know. <laughs> it's impossible to say whether Zimi's parents' decision to send her and her siblings to the Western Cape was the thing that made all the difference. 
But there are hustlers who have stayed in the Eastern Cape even after having graduated. It's true when they say education is the key to success. Without education, we are nothing, guys. At least we are here hunting for jobs with e-qualification. This is Yonela Tramlashe, a qualified teacher who is passionate about education. But jobs in her hometown are scarce. We got hope that one day we'll be hired. Not unlike people sitting, thinking what I'm going to do. Following her graduation, Yonela struggled to find a teaching post. I thought it gonna be easy to get a job because most of people will be telling it's not it's not that hard to find a teaching post. Yonela tried everything she possibly could to at least be considered for a teaching post, but she was unsuccessful. And right now, she works at a retail store just to make ends meet. Always there's this thing called door-to-door, going to the schools, looking for a job, leaving your CVs. Some schools, principals will be welcoming. You can drop your CV, we'll call you. Some, we don't even have a space. We've got most of SGB teachers, so just go with your CV. So it's not easy. I'm applying to anything that can be possible hire me. And like so many before her, Yonela has plans to leave the province in hopes of a better life. I've been planning to go to Ilimpombo. I want that province, guys. I love it. <laughs> Nothing special, but I feel it. I see my love there. <laughs> Yonela sees her life in other provinces like Limpopo, perhaps. Maybe it will open doors and provide her with opportunities that were not available in the Eastern Cape. Zeze Tukamlashe is another graduate on her way out of the Eastern Cape, looking for better opportunities. She dreams of being an internal auditor, but works as a sales assistant at PEP. In this point I am now, I'm so desperate. I will take any job that it's even around Nobo. Even in other camper, in other town, I would take it. But I wanted, like, I really wanted to uh, go to other town before mm-hmm. I being disparate. At this point now, I would take any job. But in any town, yeah, it's fine. But a job that is stable, permanent, yeah, even governmental. Many graduates like Zeze too are desperate. They've got their backs against the wall and it certainly is taking a toll. It's not good because I didn't see myself working there. But I had to get used to it because it's what I'm doing now. It's not good. And I will say sometimes you will see yourself like a failure. Like sometimes you're like, yeah. That is why it's so damaging our mental health, that thing. But we have to accept the this, this situation that I am now. Zeze to shares what she believes it will be like moving to a more urbanized town. I think it will be because in those towns, there are a lot of job opportunities and they are in high, like many companies are in Cape Town and Johannesburg. I would say it will be different because when when uh, I would get like doing training in other companies there, 
in our varsities, we don't get even any training. So, but in other varsities are getting training. So I would say if I went to other town, I would get experience, like, like training or that stuff. So it will be easy for me to get a job because I most of, uh, of my application are being rejected of a experience. So in those towns, there is a high employment than in our areas. It's not hard to see why people like Yonela and Zizetu are trying to migrate to more developed areas for better job opportunities and better lives. But unfortunately, the grass is not always greener on the other side. The unemployment rate in Kailicha, a new home for many people looking for better lives in a big city, stands at 54.1%. And these stats are estimated to be much lower than the reality on the ground. South Africa registered the highest unemployment rate in Africa in 2023, with around 30% of the country's total labor force being unemployed. Here's Zimi again. In the African continent, there are more young people who are remaining in rural areas because of the precarity and the um, large populations in urban areas and the limited opportunities uh, for work, whether employment or uh, having a successful business. There are more young people who are choosing to remain in the rural areas and there is also less movement out of rural areas to urban areas for to generate livelihoods. Reverse urbanization also known as counter-urbanization, refers to the process of people moving from urban areas back to rural areas. In South Africa, there has been a growing trend towards reverse urbanization in recent years. Driven by a variety of factors such as increasing populations in urban cities due to urbanization, high levels of unemployment and poverty in urban areas. Kula Sande Mnyande is one of the hustlers who have chosen to improve her rural village. She has made use of her skill set and knowledge base to improve the lives of people who could not or would not leave their town. I'm, I'm a person of justice and I'm a human rights activist because I believe in justice. This is why Zimi chose to speak to Kula Sande. I have seen the work that she has done within her own community, um, especially with young girls. And I was interested to find out more about her. In pursuit of her ambitions, Kula Sande studied local government finance at Walter Sisulu University. She had hopes and dreams of what life would look like after her education. But in this story, expectations and reality rarely ever align. I've always wanted to settle in my hometown, but under different circumstances, not like this. You know, you, as you are starting, you have a plan. You, you have everything outlined, you graduate, get a job, get a car. You, you, you have this belief that you are more likely to, 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 to bloom in your own hometown because you have people who know you, people who believe in you. This is where I grew up and it doesn't make sense that I'm going to go somewhere else and, and, you know, and just develop another town. 
Despite her humanitarian ambition, Kula Sande could not find employment in a field relevant to her studies. There's no hope for, for graduates in, in local municipalities. That's just how I feel. It's depressing. She laments about the rather bleak outlook for graduates in the Eastern Cape. The number of graduates is increasing like this. The language has changed. We, we, we are unlearning things, we are teaching, we, we, are, we are influential in a way, I can say to elders, to anyone that you can think of who wants to use things that they get from the, from the, from the graduates. People were asking me as a student leader, where can I apply? I have this and this. Do you think I can go to university or should I go back to grade 12? People are going back to grade 12. At 30 something year olds are going back to grade 12. It's beautiful. So um, having a band that have access to knowledge and people that are willing to share it with people is, is, uh, is a win for, for that area. Depressing as it may be, there is change in the air. Graduates are returning and trying to make a difference with the little that they have. That's not an easy one because... Because how do you do something for someone else when you cannot even help yourself? We can't help ourselves. We are unemployed. We are dying of hunger. We don't have money to do things. The, the government is not willing to fund the, the, the career exhibitions. The government is not willing to fund anything that we are doing. We are saying, if, if, if I come to you and I ask you for a packet of pets, I'm going to say to you, I have this box. I, I bought five from my own pocket. Please give me at least one packet if you can. We, we do not ask with empty hands. We do try from our own pockets, but we, we reach a point where Amanda Pelacon, we just can't anymore. We, we just can't. So if we, I, we, we can't do things, we, we do have ideas and we do implement them, but Umdu can only do so much. We, we need support. Besides encouraging education, graduates have worked to provide safe spaces for victims of sexual and gender-based violence, distribute food parcels, provided young girls with sanitary products and teenage boys with soap and deodorant. But that's not the entire story. I think I'm still comfortable because I live with my family. There's free food. Um, I have a bed at home. I live comfortable. After a stressful day, I know I'll, I'll come home to um, a laughter from my family. Everyone is happy and immediately the mood changes. Things get better, you, you know. I think I'm comfortable. What really stands out the most for me is the dedication and bond that is present in this rural community. They're sharing and giving the little that they can to make a difference. Graduates in rural communities are inspiring the people in their communities to educate themselves and helping them to do so. 
It's not hard to imagine rural towns being upgraded by the presence of graduates and thereby inspiring investments to develop previously undeveloped towns. But who knows how long until we see change? Whether it's urbanization or reverse urbanization, one thing is for sure. For the people living in the Eastern Cape and to a larger degree, people living in rural towns, there's no fairy tale ending. Not yet, anyway. People are hustling in any way they can, but choice remains limited. Let's go back to the beach in the trans sky from the beginning of the episode. Perhaps what's over the next headland isn't endless possibility at all, but more of just the same. Maybe the cows on the beach were really mooing as if to say, don't bother, there's nothing out there. Maybe they're right. But right or wrong, there are young people who are refusing to accept that this is all that there is. There are young people bringing the hustle to their villages and towns and using whatever they have to offer to uplift their communities. After all, I am because we are. I am your host, Sylvia A, and you're listening to Hustling the African Dream. This podcast was produced by Telltale Media and the Human Sciences Research Council in partnership with the MasterCard Foundation. For more awesome content like this, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be notified whenever new episodes are released. Lastly, if you're enjoying this series, leave us a rating or review. We'd love to hear from you. Next time on Hustling the African Dream. If we look at Africa as a whole, um, climate change has been an issue of concern uh, since the 90s, yeah? We just dump on the ditch and then we wait for the rain. When it comes, it washes everything to the river. So that was the... Uh, our day-in, day-out waste management in the community. Without knowing, we find them on our plate because uh, they're being ingested by fish and, and other marine life, and, which is also part of what we eat. Personally, as a young person, I think more need to be done. Why can't we achieve a sustainable peace? Why can't